You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of the Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 9, episode 33. Uh, I'm John. Um, I'm joined by John. How you doing? Hello. Am I right? You alright? Yeah. And then we've got Chris. You alright? I'm grand, right? So it's been a busy week. Scottish football. More midweek action. We've had the Challenge Cup. We've got European games to come. So we may as well go back to last Tuesday. Seeing as we can, we actually want to talk about the midweek games this time, John. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you just want to talk about a game at New Douglas Park as well? I know, I will. That's a, a, a rarity. I, yeah. I think there's maybe a sign. I think every time I go there, it's a, an absolute dismal game. Whereas if I don't go, it seems to be a, a decent game. So, yeah. uh, it's kind of catch 22 with that. That's why I was so much done by half time, I didn't even bother watching the second half. It's a bizarre one <laughs> because uh, before the game, looking at the lineup, trying to figure out right what for me, so I point here because. Morgan's in the bench, shows about Hernandez, so we've we're not playing a right back. You're thinking, well, Considine can obviously play left back, wing back, or centre back, but then you're thinking, right, who's a wing back? So what formation are we playing? And it turns out we've got wingers as wing backs with McLennan and Kennedy. Actually, wasn't that optimistic when I seen that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what do we know? It was like a proper 3 5 2 that you'd. Um if you were playing the old championship manager, you just stick wingers in the th- you know, in your, as your um, right side, mid, left side midfielders, and not bother with actual fullbacks. Where you might do that in your five three two, um, and it, it worked a treat. And you know, um, I just couldn't believe that Curtis F in Maine, um, you know, started, but then he started shutting him up by scoring, which is what you want, and sets up a second, very nicely second for Scott and he does well to set up the second one too, um, from again, um. And then um, we then get the third before half time, and that killed the game. Um, but yeah, it was a, a solid enough performance. Um, a good, you know, a good victory at a difficult, what's usually a difficult venue for Aberdeen. So I didn't, I didn't realise uh, Curtis Main had the same middle name as uh, Wavinson's new sign as first name. Hi. <laughs> Very good. Hi. Um, hi. But I definitely been surprisingly not bought McLennan. McLennan's got the capabilities, probably a playing at wing back, certainly going forward, because he's big, strong, um, kind of decent that way, and then, yeah, he shows when he makes his run into the box for the third goal as well, he's got that in his locker as well, he's had a bit of a stop-start season, so I think after the, um, the impression he made last season, we're thinking he's maybe going to kick on this season, he's still got time, because what, we're at February, so maybe he can get a wee run in the team now, um, show what he can do. Kennedy certainly so far in performances kind of seems to be decent tracking back as well so good stuff there um, the only thing at times has been the midfield with McGee and Oyo being a wee bit similar but it worked a wee bit better there and interestingly we were almost using overlapping centre-backs mm-hmm. in our formation Considine even though he was playing at the left centre-back was actually at times playing like left winger set up two of the goals as well Um you spoke about Maine getting a wee bit of, kind of criticism obviously earlier, but the last couple of games he's kind of been decent, and it's yeah. it's actually probably made us a bit more fluid because okay, Maine is all, he's all right kind of physically wise, but he's not as as big as obviously Cosgrove, so 
as opposed to just lumping the ball forward to him, you're maybe kind of putting it into the channels and that paid off in the first goal, putting the channels and then he kind of got away from the defender and could finish with a dink. Um, but it just makes your system a wee bit more fluid, a wee bit different and gives the defender something different to think about. So, yeah. Say that to make this for it because I think it was probably a bold decision formation that he played, but um, yeah, definitely worked out. And McGinn playing through the middle, which we've been crying out for for I don't know how long, um, and finally happened and. Yeah, paid off as well. So, yeah. all good there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think as as much as Cosgrove's been um, doing well, banging in the goals. Um, sometimes in difficult games, uh, it can it can almost be like a man down because Cosgrove doesn't do the same tracking to close down defenders um, when they have the ball and make runs down the channels to get us out. Um, I, I remember last season we were talking about the Scottish Cup semi final. He was very bad for it because Stephen May at times was. Um, Shutting down two, trying to mark two players because Cosgrove yeah. wasn't doing anything. So it probably was the kick up the backside heel. Hopefully, because if he comes back into the team, then you'd like to think Cosgrove will work a bit harder and improve his game even more. And yeah, but it was. You know, at the end of the day, um, we got the win, and uh, Mains put yourself in the position to say, "I deserve to start it." Um, well, you got to start at the weekend. Um, we won't cover that game, um, but he's certainly put yourself in position for the Kilmarnock game. <laughs> Aye, uh, I suppose we could, we may as well, we could touch on the game at the, the weekend in context and then talk about No we don't, I've missed, the, I've missed the last two and I couldn't find, uh, I've missed the last two podcasts when um, you talked about Aberdeen Celtic games um, and I couldn't find an excuse to get out tonight, even watching here didn't work so. To be, to be fair, <laughs> to us on uh, Sunday, I mean formation changed, they kind of made a couple of changes, yeah. Logan came in and then Taylor. I mean, we certainly played well. I mean, it's just the fact we lost. It's, I didn't want to come in, but uh, no, I'm only kidding. Um, Limited Celtic to a few chances. That must be about the fewest chances Celtic have truly mm-hmm. had this season, out with maybe one of the games against Rangers. I mean, there wasn't many. Like, like the officer opening goal came fairly early on. Um, and even that was a decent save for the Forest shot. It was just a lucky at Philip McGregor. Aye, um, but we got too but, easy to break, it, to break against, uh, I think. I mean, there, aye, but the... The notes I was making after that was obviously Rashti Orico Isis, which is just bloody typical after me saying he's usually worth a goal at a start um, when we play. But aye, okay, fair play. That's what he shot me up. Um, but he's other, been good I mean, this season, Taylor. He has, aye. He's, he's been getting a lot of praise, actually, from fans. Now, at one point, folk were saying, oh, Devlin should be the first choice beside McKenna, whereas that's all changed. Folk are more kind of signing with Taylor now. And when Taylor concentrates on defending, which generally has, that season he's he's a good defender. So when he tries to do the kind of silky stuff and all that, no, I think there was a heart in the mouth moment at one point in it, where he managed to skin two Celtic players, which was all right. But no, <laughs> he's good. He took his goal well. I mean, he got um he got a lot of freedom. I, I must say, defending um defending for both shocking, goals yeah. was uh, you know for all three goals was pretty poor. Um, no. It was it was so bad that you no know, Ash Taylor defender gets the freedom for his goal and Chris Ayer also gets the same for his. Um, but Celtic's defense wasn't great for our best chance the second half and it was lucky that Scott McKenna doesn't hear Curtis Main um, because mm-hmm. if he leaves that Curtis Main's got to tap in with that header. He's positioned well to head down to the corner, but McKenna's obviously went for it, not knowing not knowing or hearing that Curtis Main was behind them. Uh, yeah. It's funny this game, I mean, but like you said, I don't think it was many chances for either side to the point no. that we had two terrific goalkeepers on show and Joe Lewis and Fraser Foster, and neither really made that many saves. Nah, Foster had one from range from yeah. Ono, but it wasn't a, it, it was routine. 
yeah. Um, yeah, the Lewis save from Hayes. We have yeah. probably Hayes should have been looking up and seen a jam and squared it. Like That's probably a goal there. Um, you can understand why Hayes waiting for it all because kind of made it, he's made a good run. And aye, then so Edward one where he not score. I I I'm not even keen the Lewis that save. That's just ridiculous. I mean, he, he fresh air shots to start with. And then somehow manages to have Lewis lying in the deck and still hits his foot. Surely he's human. At least it shows he's human. Ah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's got, like, we, were all, we were back in the lead by that point because Ayer had scored. I mean, I'll, I'll give Ayer all the credit for this one. He put Sky, uh, Sky Sports highlighted it really well and just how he lifts the ball over Lewis to score that goal when a lot of people would have tried to blast that or try and put it low or something like that. He, uh, he sees that what Lewis is doing. The Forster yeah. deserved a bit of credit as well because at the point of you scoring, it started off with Forster. His Considine had gone up there up the end of the park. So he's going to broke, he's kicked it forward pretty quickly and then Forrest ended up getting it, sees the iron space and then it's goal. Um, probably from my point of view, I think someone should have been filling in for Considine to cover that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were too drawn to the ball. Um, unfortunately, but again, it just sums up why Celtic are... Um, our champions of Scotland and why they're likely to be again. Um, obviously, midweek results has put further evidence why it's looking likely. I mean, it's obviously not over yet, but um, oh yeah, it's funny games to go. Well. Um, yeah. the, the change in formation right. for Celtic made a difference as well. They, they switched from three at the back to um, the traditional four to three one, and that's what ended up winning the game because I think it the, threw us at one point. The ability Aye. to do that is massive, I think. Like you can, the way you can switch your formations because so many people to stick kind of a little too rigidly to their formations. But the difference between I don't know if it's four three three or four five one or whatever, and that between that and three five two is huge all over the park. I, I would uh, say that's your difference between Celtic and Rangers. The fact that Celtic have got that flexibility, whereas Rangers with yeah. Gerard, it's very much. We're playing four three three or whatever formation he tried to say play doing a more tender, don't buy that. It doesn't really change it. And he needs to at times because teams know if he's sitting against Rangers it's Rangers struggle to break teams down at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you think well, it's about do you think it's about penalty for Cosgrove? The one I seen the highlights was Julian Camillo. Oh, in Maine. Uh, was it Maine? Aye. You've seen them given. I think it would have been on the softer variety. However, for it. Yeah, however, someone mentioned as well about Taylor get booked for coming through the back and uh, somebody kind of mind who it was. Was it Edward, maybe? Yeah. It's a bit different because it was a challenge and he's going to maybe go and kind of tackle. Probably about maybe 20, 30 years ago, it'd be a, a perfectly fine tackle, whereas nowadays, if you do come yeah. in from behind, it probably is a booking. Um, um, it was worth a shout, the penalty, but I can see why it wasn't given. Yeah, I don't think there was a lot of contact. Aye, neither did I. I think that's probably the difference. Is he, there wasn't a lot of contact. He went down as if there was. I think that's maybe the the best way. Uh, yeah. Strictly speaking, I don't think a yellow card was deserved either. Because I think that the probably was a the probably was a wee bit of contact, but not contact enough to go down. We had a case with Conor McLean and where he just blatantly dived. Yeah, that was terrible. Um, so, which was daft as well because probably if he doesn't dive. He's got a chance on goal. Yeah, he's passed him. Yeah, it was so a bit I, don't, I don't understand it. A bit like uh, the Manelos against Celtic again on the season. But if Manelos on the dive, he's probably got a shot on goal. Yeah. Did that? Did some? I read something on Twitter that Andy Walker apparently said that um, 
it's a perfectly good decision for McLaren to go down. Happy to take a big fat. He always says that. He always says that. He always defends diving. And yeah. you've just pointed out is that a why it wasn't a good decision. Because not only does he get booked, he was past the man. Yeah. yeah. Stay on your feet and take the shot. Can end up costing you as well. Was it was it last week? Was it not the was it the Motherwell player? Or was that last midweek, maybe? As well. Mazinga. Oh I And he'd been booked and then he aye. he dived he tried to dive for a penalty and then gets sent off. Yeah. So you go. No, I was just going. Yeah, I was just, I was just going to say that um, you pointed out the the difference in Celtic and Rangers. I think the other obvious difference: Celtic in a tough game at the weekend were able to bring on guys like uh, Rogic and Christie, which helped turn the game their favour. Rangers at Kilmarnock in midweek turned to Greg Stewart and Florian Kimberry. Uh, no disrespect, and they're decent players at um, Premier League level. They are not um, caught enough to turn the game um, for a team like Rangers. Aye, no, definitely. Can better have the ball in it at the weekend, though. Aye, <laughs> he's ruled up for offside. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't know if the offsides were offside in this because I've only seen the highlights. Um, but the Morelos one is ridiculous because he steals it off Arfield. Yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah. Arfield's going to make it two 0 Oh, aye. And the way Arfield's been playing um, in recent weeks, you know, he saw the goal against Hamilton, his goal against Kilmarnock, um was a crack, and obviously scored the the goal that mattered, but. It'd be nice if he got a double, but yeah, as you say, Morelos is um, a bit greedy. Um, Bonus for Celtic having Frimpon back on the bench. Yeah, because uh, he's, he's missing a wee bit right now because um, of that challenge at um, Kilmarnock. But I, good to have. I think I want to call though as well because if you're going to stick with this formation, I would say Frimpon would be better in that position. Like maybe against some of the better teams Europe likes, but it's actually working all right with Forrest playing there. I think though against better yeah. teams you'd get caught out a wee bit. Mm. If you had someone that's got a good left winger, but I suppose there's maybe not that many in Scotland. But maybe in Europe, you would be tempted to go with the Frimpot and Sarah Forest, maybe. Yeah. Or Bauer, even. It's, aye, Paul, oh, but he's not great, to be honest. Um, it's the other side that worries me because um, Bongoli hasn't featured for a wee while, and then obviously Greg Taylor's went off injured in the Aberdeen game. Hayes has come off the bench and he, he had the shot, like you say, but I don't think he was too great other than that. Is Taylor out for any length of time? I don't know, I've not heard. Because he obviously started getting on the games, five games in a row, and then he was mm-hmm. starting to look like he was nailing that position down. So. Oh, in the last couple of games, certainly he's looked really good. And, uh, he was involved in the... Uh, the Hearts game. Yeah, I, kind of read some, I read an interview with him recently and he was kind of saying a bit, folk were saying, oh, you know, frustrated about the fact you've not been playing and he, he made the point about, well, obviously, was that come on it previously whereby he wasn't spending as much time maybe going forward and he's mm-hmm. had to adapt his game because at Celtic, he's basically got a lot more of time in the ball when he's not defending as much. So He's good going forward, he's, he's proved he that. Is, for, yeah. Plus, yeah, Celtic and Scotland. Yep. Oh, yes. Um, but again, um, after... The game, Mick McInnes came out and spoke about tactically. We did pretty well to um, keep Edward and Griffiths pretty quiet, mm-hmm. which most teams have kind of struggled with, but still, yeah, Celtic came out and went 2 1. So. Uh, that's, that's the damage statistic is that we seem to have gone with two up front and the seven goals we scored this week and none of them were scored by the Strikers. Again, that shows your strength in, all over the team, though. Mm-hmm. And that's again, you look at Rangers, the only people I know in double figures for Rangers are Middle and Defoe. Yeah. 
Arfield's yeah. almost there, but the rest of the squad, I mean, the likes of Ryan Kane, I mean, I, I still don't really see... I think he's alright in glimpses, but I don't really see that he's a £7 million player. I think he needs to do more. No, I think the, the £7 million player in Scotland is clearly the one that scored more goals. Aye, Julian. Julian. Yep. <laughs> uh, he got his seventh of the season against Hearts in midweek. Um, and Ryan Kent has six. So, aye, it's, a, it's an interesting lot of statistic for people. Uh, I mean, Julian's obviously um, also scored a winner in the cup final. That helped enough. Um, his knee slide was terrible in the Hearts game, by the way, compared to the one they had in the the, the, the cup final because that one the cup final he had a lovely glide to it even done a wee turn stayed disease against Hearts he just tried to do it and tumbled <laughs> it was, <laughs> was on me trying to do a knee slide to be honest um, so aye uh, it, I mean the, we'll probably just finish, talk, finish up talking about Celtic because the Hearts game in midweek was just Celtic blowing them away and I don't think the defending was particularly good for Hearts in it uh, because <laughs> The, the, the first one was palmed out to Inchap. Um, the second one was an easy header for Zulian. Um The last one was another easy header for Simonovic. Um, Christie's fourth one was deflected in and McGregor was the third goal and it went straight through about two defenders and the keeper. It was just, it looked, it looked almost too easy to score through a bunch of bodies for McGregor, which was weird. Um, but I, um, the, the tackle for the red card was I don't think anybody can dispute that one. It was just a terrible challenge on Brown. Aye, he thought he was getting a yellow, didn't he? I don't know why. <laughs> Not many people get away with going in like that. Uh, uh, by Pereira, how on earth does Pereira get a game? I know he get dropped away again, but he's played. He's played most of the games for Hearts last season. He's, he's I terrible. Just see it. I just don't see it. Whether he, I don't know whether... He must, have been, he must have been good at some point, I think, but... Maybe confidence or whatever, but just terrible. And the hearts are looking awful again. I have no the idea. Rangers look really good, and That's, then wait, have you seen the record recently? Dreadful. One oh, win at eleven games, aye. and it was against the Rangers. Aye. Aye. and that's yeah. that. They they were rotten um, against us. They were rotten for about half the game against Hamilton um, until they had that. No, it's a shocking decision, to be honest. Um, yeah. The, the red card because mm-hmm. to be honest the first goal is offside um, Ogden Pope could was, you tell from the um, sports oh, scene I, camera I, there was, he, they all he had starts, two cameras and they were terrible uh, it, uh, you can still see for the camera that's how bad it was he starts off a mile offside because he's about 10 yards ahead of the play as if he's been too lazy to come back um, but the defenders never catch up with him it's not even close that should never have stood and like I said, like there's the two camera angles, and you can tell pretty clearly for the first camera angle he's offside. Um, so after that, to me, should never have stood. The, uh, no dispute about the second one; it's a definite penalty. But this game just shifts because of the red card, and technically it's a handball. Um, a couple of weeks ago, Hamilton got sent off for playing uh, for the, the, the pullback on, on Glee Griffiths, and that was an obvious goal scoring opportunity. A bit naive for him in this case. He kind of sticks his arm out because he's not quite controlled it properly. If he doesn't do that, he's chasing after it, but he's still got the ball. This is not an obvious goal-scoring opportunity for me, so I don't see how the referee can give a red card for it. Well, plus, does he not head the ball on his hands? It's not as if... It's, like do- it's like the dominant ball in the League Cup final um, from last season. You know, 
it's not as if he's intentionally heading the ball onto his hand. Yeah. <laughs> he's so obviously I... lost the fight of the ball. He's trying to get his head on it. It doesn't quite come off. Um, and it's just a awful, awful decision. And Hamilton are rightly appealing it, and hopefully they they get it. Um, I think just... I think technically it's a free kick. I don't dispute that it's a handball. But I just deny. I, I I don't think it's denying a goal scoring opportunity at all because he's yeah. still. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have, but if he doesn't do the handball and he just heads it away, he's still in control of it. He's a wee bit further away from him than he would like, but he's still. It's not a ghost opportunity at all. Hi, yeah. you're already better off. The book that they're giving the free kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hearts average. Um, if you take their goals scored and goals conceded, um, scored eleven, um, conceded twenty-two in the last eleven games. It's an average result of two-one defeat, and <clears throat> this is a side that's. Apparently, according to the media, going to comfortably survive. They're still in a relegation battle, still top bottom of the table. You know, they're I, I not picking it, up. Yeah, they're I not. Said pick- it, the Rangers, their defending was <clears throat> utterly terrible in that game, and they got away with it. They have since proven their defending is still terrible. Yeah, um, they got away with a point in this game because of the red card. Yeah. I think because then Hearts were pretty much dominant for the rest of the game as Hamilton tried to hang on to what they already had, which was a two-nil lead. Couldn't they quite manage it as as obviously it turned out with Halkett getting the late equaliser. Um, and Walker pulled one back as well but it, this could easily have been a win for Hamilton had it not went with that record and then yeah. there would have been there's a that, point behind Hamilton now I think they, yeah, they would what, have been four behind had they lost that yeah. one thing you could say they understand they are better going forward but they look as if they're even worse at the back which right. you find difficult to comprehend because they were poorer at the back on Darwin. Uh, but they can't really have any complaints or excuses just now because they're pretty much back to full strength. Mm-hmm. There's no they one. Went, made there's a few that, mm-hmm. I, maybe I don't uh, see what maybe. Out, but Aye. he's not really fe- not featured much this year anyway. But aside from that, you look at that team. I, I, I don't uh, agree with. I've seen a fair bit of um, stuff in the media saying it's the third best squad in the country. I don't agree with that. Of course, it's not. I think they should be. I think they. Do have potential with the squad they've got that they could be top six, but I think you could probably say that for a fair amount of teams. Out uh, with maybe, my part of me the Celtic, but pretty much stick on Aberdeen. Um, I think you could say I have a lot of teams that have got potential that they could be top six, but yeah. just oh, ah, tread for the back. They, they need a manager that's going to get them to do it. That's the problem, and I, I, I don't want to start sending like all the dinosaurs we've got in this game saying oh some. Foreign managers come in, which you know about the, the the game up here. Why didn't Hearts go for some guy that like, happens to be their pal usually? Um, in this case, I really wanted Sender to do well for just to shut up the dinosaurs, but he's rotten. <laughs> what I can see, he's a terrible manager. I he's don't rigid. see. He's very rigid. He's very rigid, and I do not playing that set, which is alright yeah. if you're uh, Pep Guardiola and you're winning. Aye. But I not when you're f- down the bottom and you're struggling, yeah. you need to try and find out a, a, a different way of winning. There was a few people asking about formation opponent the weekend. That's always a. I mean, it's hard to tell when you're up against ten men because you tend to, if you've got most of the ball, you tend to flood forward. They're not going to really tell what that formation is. But it's not the first time I've heard that. Uttered. It's just they don't. I don't lack see what they're doing. I don't well. see what they're trying to do. Yeah. Well, complete lack of words as well. Yeah, the bank is depending on the fullbacks to to provide the width, but then that just leaves it gaps at the back. Yeah, when you look at the results against the teams at the bottom, they've only taken one point out of possible nine against St Johnson. They've taken 
two points at a possible nine against Hamilton. Um, and I think Ross County again, it was two draws out of, out of six. You know, that's, Hearts need to get wins against these teams if they're going to survive. Mm-hmm. They've only won three games all season. So it's simply not good enough. And, um, you know, I know a lot of Hearts fans are being started saying, ah, he's, Stendhal's got his back, um, the, the Hearts are coming back. Well, back to um, the championship. championship. That's the only way it's going right now. They've got eleven games to accept in a relegation battle and to roll their sleeves and get it. It's not going to be pretty football against Hearts out of danger. It's going to be yeah. results by Wait, uh, all means. You, you Which statistics for that against the teams that are next to them? That just proves that like, usually you say, "Oh, we're okay in the, the bottom six because they're playing against the teams around us." But that kind of form, that's not going to help. How long does it matter if you can beat Rangers? How long did the fans sit back? Because they've been they're still fortunate that. They're pretty kind of well supported, and I've I have seen folks say they're actually pretty happy with Stendo in terms of the style of football. But you can't be happy if you're you're losing games. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe we're not sure how bad it was under Levine, but I don't know. Well, I, think they, I, I, I think the problem was we haven't beat Hamilton this season, so why would Hamilton be favourites? Yeah, plus Hamilton Hamilton know how to fight a relegation battle. That's yeah. the difference. I th- thing is that like, because you see the way Hamilton have played against Celtic recently and then Rangers in the Cup as well in both games they did pretty well to hold out for quite a while mm-hmm. and they, 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 I mean against Celtic they kind of fell apart the last uh, 10-15 minutes of the game um, and that turned what was a one each at the time into 4-1 at Celtic I think Rangers won the Cup and it's the kind of same margin um, but again I think they were they were robbed in this game um, they probably should have beat Hearts and then you're talking about one point out of nine that Hearts would have taken um, as it is, it's two. So that's three games, and Hamilton can beat them. Hamilton have also beat them in that run. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ha- I mean, Hamilton, I just have this knack of picking up the results that they need because they know how to, they know how to eke out the results. Hearts yep. have yet to show that uh, they have any idea how to eke out results. The results I've seen Hearts pick up recently have been scrambling to get a draw, like the game against Hamilton. Yep, and they've got a difficult game on Friday against Hamilton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that, they absolutely need to try and beat. Yeah. And Tamar have got a decent home record as well. Um, won four and drawn five um, of their games. Lost four, obviously, but still they've won. Um, they've taken more more points at home than they than they've lost them. So it's going to be difficult for Hearts. Yeah, and then above that, Ross County, I think, are probably going to be all right. I think they picked up enough points early in the season that they should be all right. They would just need another six points, I would say. Yeah, I, mean, I would say you'd stay beat. up with 32 points, I think. What's up? Well, 32 points is currently uh, working well. I can't be But, I mean, they've only too great midweek, but I seem to have picked up their form a bit already. Um, but they they fought back well against St. Johnston at the weekend um, because it was all St. Johnston in the first half. Stevie May gave them a deserved lead at half-time. Um, but whatever was said at half-time, Ross County came out, played much better in the second half. We've done a lot about a lock at times with, with St Johnson in the break, and there was one kind of cleared off the line for St Johnson. But he stuck in there, got the late equaliser through uh, Paul McKay, which ended up being a tap in. I don't think the Saints keeper was exactly self and glory at times. Notes. Yeah. Um, flapped a few times, including the goal. Um, well, it was the first cross he flapped at, which then came back in and McKay tapped in. Um, but the one he drops as well is just horrendous. But um, I, I'm, Ross, I mean, that's, that's Ross County grounded out a result. Um, against 11 men like uh, Hearts obviously against 10 men 
Aye, with the knee, they two because they've been struggling to pick up points recently. And against Hibs, they were they were pretty woeful. Um, though Hibs are looking a much better team, and starting to maybe even threaten third place. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, you're seeing the um, you know, the the improvements in the Jack Ross is that it's coming it's coming slowly but surely. But um, you know, you're you're seeing signs of it, and I think next season they'll be even better. Um, and Hearts obviously had that stupid statement when uh, when Sender was appointed saying I finished above Sunderland's Jack Ross <laughs> well I think Hibs um, got the better deal out of that um, aye. Is that fair? just a little bit aye, I would think so some um, goal by Docker at the weekend um, oh, aye, the goal um, of the weekend without doubt wind assisted aye. you could argue and I know we were speaking to Aldo earlier that he said um, was that as much a good striker um, down to the wind but I think it's a bit of both I think it's a terrific strike from Takes a, a cl- real underrated player just before a shot Mm-hmm. And the touch before it makes it because he gives himself the angle. Yeah, uh, I mean, but I, good player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted we were, that's the we same Rangers. The, yeah, there was a tweet earlier about um, pick it out, um, and I jokingly replied with Chris Iyer. Um, but there's aye, no you were always doing the podcast yourself, aye. Aye, there is no doubt for me that the the goal of the weekend was uh, Greg Dockery's. I don't care if it's one assist, it's a peach. Yeah, yeah. in the top flight. I've no. In any kind of goal smells if they talk like that's definitely aye got to be. Yeah, well, yeah that's, then, that's the only goal worth talking about. That's enough because um, the the equaliser. Let's let's pounce on, but um, work to get the equaliser. Um, exactly great defending. I don't know what happens with the winner though because does the keeper pull his hand away from him? It looks like he does. Um, I know Aldo doesn't make any his. T- Team's goalkeepers. Um, personally, I still think the Hearts ones um, trump the hat, but um, the one they've got in just now, because I know Bernescu's out, but um, the boy, whoever it is, is in just now. I think he's Cop- Slovakia's third, or third like time. Uh, he's the third choice keeper at um, Slovakia. Um, but no, he, he doesn't look good. Uh, no, it, it looked like he pulled his arm away for that Jackson scored to get the winner. Um, should come out for the penalty? I think I should have two penalties. I think both of them were Jackson. Because uh, the one he's climbing all over the guy's marking, and the other one he seems to be holding him. Um, so, oh, anyone in the Fabro is definitely a penalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got both of them though. And scores. Aye, mm-hmm. he scored on a beaker, huh? He got a, a thump against Ross County. So, because uh, other two was was it McNulty get early goal, and then Doyle was just before half time. Mm-hmm. I still think it's incredible how Dodge is um, picked up um, after the man who signed him got, um, gets sacked. He just needed a goal. I was like, <laughs> once he got one goal, he remembered how to do it, and that monkey was off his back. It was all fine. And they've got a wee, Hibs have got a wee bit of strength and depth as well now with the players that can go off the bench. You've got like a Hogan coming off the bench and Omi Younger. So, decent options off the bench. Yeah. And Scott Allen, was it the pass for Minnelty's goal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Midweek. Sublime. Uh, really good. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, Kamarnik obviously lost in the back of the performance that they had last Wednesday, which against Rangers. Mm-hmm. Maybe slightly fortunate to win. Mm-hmm. I think Morelos' goal was I think, incorrectly ruled out. I can't no. see why that was no, just no. no, no, I'm not having that. Absolutely. No. Yep. Think so. yep. He pushes him out of the road. Um, it's enough to, to get position. So. But the Kamana key equaliser um, shouldn't have came to it because there's a handball by a Kamana player. I 
took a while to see that one because a lot of the replays it looks like his arms up but it doesn't hit him. But it's when you come down and you actually see it in a slow motion for behind the goal, it hits his arm. I don't know why his arms up there in the first place. It's a bizarre one. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. That, there's no way that should have stood. That should have been ruled out. Aye. If that's the defender doing that in the box, you're expecting a penalty to be given. Um, even if it's whether it's deliberate or not, and that's not deliberate, but it's still a handball, um, especially under new rules. So, surprised the officials missed that, but it wasn't a a great weekend for the officials. Um, it's a Challenge Cup semi final. Um, yes. <laughs> um, so. The, the first semi meant that Race Rovers are through to the final, um, and they will face Inverness, um, who will be without James Keatings in the final, because he was um, given a second yellow card for diving when he was quite clearly barged. Um, no doubt for me that's a, a definitely a... a, was, it a was it in the box? I don't know if it was inside the box. Or I think, no, box it was one. outside. It was outside. Uh, just That's outside. all I've seen of this game. Um, right. I think. So, he got barged out of the way. So, clear free kick. Nothing he could, there's no way he's staying on his feet with that barge, by the way. And the referee's a cheat to book him a second time for it, so he gets sent off. Now, this was at one each in the game as well. So, Inverness did well to then get the winner. Um, they win 2-1 against the, the last of the Colts teams. Um, but... Keatons is now suspended for the final because of that. I hope they scratch that because it's a ridiculous decision that's going to keep about a final. Yeah, yeah, they can appeal it because um, it, you know, I know a lot of setting yellow card offences. It's just um, you've got to deal with. But if it's involving simulation, you can. Um, so hopefully they do win their appeal and they get to play in the final. We'll just need to wait and see what happens. Um, as you say, as you say, they beat. Um, they're going to be playing Wraith Rovers who. Very good win for them at Firhill on Friday. Um, I saw the second goal of that game was well taken by um, Regan Hendry. Um, great composure. Partick Thistle are woeful just now. Um, let's, let's just back to back relegation. Just stick on just now. It's, it won't, well, it won't be back to back relegations because. Oh, I have not back to back. The return of McCall just has not worked. No, not at all. Mind you, it's still. Sorry, better than Gary Caldo. Not saying much. Well, uh, Gary Caldo was talking a lot of rubbish in the press. Was it today? Yesterday? Uh, it was yesterday. Well. Some some yeah. of these ones you're not reviewing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saying about the Rangers teams just as good as Celtics, or even maybe better. The first choice lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no lines they said. Aye, the one eleven Rangers are um, as good as, if not better. But yeah. Um, but in the, in the championship, Dundee United, are, Dundee United are stumbling towards this title. They've obviously got so much to do. They're taking their foot off the gas. And I heard that game was... Ever so slightly, yeah. yeah. No, we forget about the Rangers living in. We talked about it. Did we? Yeah, we did. There wasn't really much to talk about. Cause it was oh, like, the, the fact that it was postponed for 24 hours, you've seen the mess of the Ibrox pitch. I'm not really surprised there wasn't much football played in this game, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um... But I after took his goal well, not as well as he took his goal against Commander. It's funny the, the the goal of midweek and the goal of um, the weekend were probably both scored at Rugby Park against Commander. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> Arfield is a cracker as well. Yeah. Um, right. Um, the, the other thing in that game, I mean, more about the, the referee, um, was that Morelos managed to dive in this game twice, but was only booked for the first one. Mm-hmm. I don't understand yeah. that one at all. Yeah. Um, Maybe we were unlucky not to get a point with the date shot that hit the post. Yeah, 
Um, and Aye, he could have actually taken the lead just before Arfield's goal. McGregor makes a good save, but then the Levy keeper um, makes a good save at, at 0 0 as well in the first half. Aye, I, don't, I think 1 0, given the, the lack of football in the game. Rangers were claiming they probably could have won 3 0 if it was for the ref. Um, but uh, apparently getting the violins out for the referees all right now. It wasn't last month. Yeah. Uh, so that's what happens when you, you go for being favourites to go top when you win your game in hand, they've been 10 points behind. Uh, and then you touched on Lovey making our signing at FA Emeralds. Yes, the way Alive Tibbs, but coming yeah. back to Scottish football. 18 months contract for him. Yeah. Yep. Interesting to go. Um, oh, I should say Livingston won in midweek as well. They beat yeah, 2 1. Um, Dykes did score in that game. Uh, they were 2 0 up when Obika pulled one back, but then someone couldn't quite turn it then. So. Uh, and then we mentioned the. the the one of the St. John's Monroe game because Manzinga got oh, yeah. second yellow card and, and Kane scored the, the winner with pretty much the, the last touch of the ball uh, the game last touch of the ball. that's a great sentence Chris. <laughs> I think St. Johnson are um, are going to be okay um, aye I think they've rallied enough that I don't really see them in a relegation battle anymore yeah. and they've been they've been picking up the points we've mentioned it before um, you know, where they've been picking up the points you know, against the teams around them and that's what's going to be good enough for them so you've got to say again Tommy Wright doing a pretty decent job you know, we wondered if he'd stayed a season too long but I think Tommy Wright's almost a victim of his own previous success Um before and that's almost why he's judging now but I think he's still doing a decent enough job Stevie May's starting to find a bit of form as well so yeah. that seems to be helping a bit aye aye definitely just need that confidence aye. I think that so, is as wrapped up the Premier League games after all sorry <laughs> for jumping into the championship so, I mean you mentioned uh, Dundee United in the draw against Allo on, on the Friday night and the only other game in the championship was a both beating Queen of the South which has moved them up in the playoffs uh-huh. Aye, they're looking good. Um, I mean, they're, they're who've got a game in hand over them, but again, Dick Campbell's working wonders with them now. Um, we try to do a poll about that as well, but it doesn't really work on Twitter because you can only pick one option. Aye. Whereas there's one in multiple <laughs> options to be able to yeah. pick. So, and you can, only, you can only pick, you can only have a poll with four teams in it. Yeah. But I, I mean, that, that obviously. Plus good news, the defeat for Queen of the South. Still, still got a game in hand over the two teams below them, but they're certainly level on points with Allo at the moment, because um, Allo always picked up the point. Queen of the South's recent form is worrying. Um, it is honking. And Allo's form is much better than of the three teams that are down there. Allo's got the best form. It's almost stage of the last season for Allo, um, yeah. because it was around about this time they started picking up form that was enough to keep them up. And yeah, it's been a few draws recently, but those points could matter at the end of the season and they're looking better than Parsley Thistle certainly although who knows what can happen this week it's funny I mean there's obviously a few games uh, cancelled on Saturday including the, the Rangers game as I mentioned earlier um, but the, the war leagues seem to more or less survive <laughs> um, the big game in uh, the war the leagues is probably uh, Cove Rangers beating Edinburgh City 2-1 um, aye, a light winner. It's a six-point gap at the top now, so uh, aye, it's, it's still twelve games to go. But uh, it's, it's, it's not like they two have been, like they two have been sort of running away with that. Like in the, 
early on actually, but um, he's proven with advantage again. And then Cove have won every home game. Advantage. What's that? Cove have won every home game this season. Every home game, aye. Um, aye, Airdrie took advantage of Wraith and Falkirk, no playing in League One. Mm. Beat Clyde 2 now. Yeah. Yeah, so I saw a brief highlights of this one from someone who blogs and goes to games. Um, the first goal was um, an indirect free kick well t- uh, inside the box, well taken. Um, uh, a big win for Edra. And East Fife got a good win against Peterhead. So with them and Montrose both winning, there's a bit of a gap between um, fifth and sixth now because Montrose are uh, nine clear of Dumbarton with a game in hand. So you'd imagine that Dumbarton's pretty much out of the um, playoff playoff race it's between yeah, between Airdrie's Fife and Montrose to be the other two spots yeah and then the other end you had Forfer and Stranraw playing each other whereby Stranraw probably needed to win to keep the pressure on but yeah Stranraw looking pretty pretty much done to be honest um, you're looking at Forfer Clyde and Peterhead as opposed to Bartner not quite clear of that yet but um, uh, you're looking at the four, four, three, three, maybe four for a playoff spot, and that just looks like starting another doom unless something changes drastically. Mm-hmm. I might be looking at a live table right enough. Yeah. Aye, because there's a game tonight with Falkirk, um, which Aye. I don't know the score yet. Um, and Queen's Park winning again. Um, they've had a bit of a revival under Ray McKinnon. They're now into the playoff spots, overtaking Elgin, who they beat at the weekend. Well, they're, they're, they're the fun team in that division. <laughs> yeah, and Cowan Beast's um, bad form continues that, they were pumped at home to start an Albion. That yeah. was a shocker of the weekend, I think. Um, was, it was just, it wasn't just beaten, it was hammered 4-1. Uh, Brilliant result for Stern and Albion. Um, they're, not, they're still in with an outside chance of the playoffs themselves, Stern and Albion. Well, it's four um, points separating um, four teams um, from third to six, so any two of those um, four can get in the playoffs. Aye. And then you've got Stennis Muir 27, Annan 27, Albion Overs 24, and Breaking City look doomed. <laughs> yeah. So, see when we're talking about league tables, mm-hmm. are we going to talk about what's getting mentioned um, in the, the, the newspapers in the last couple of days about this ridiculous notion that Celtic are going to get five home games after this part? Oh, you, you can you can take the you can take the stage for that one. Yeah, right. If you need to go and make a cup, make a tea or a I, coffee, pour yourself a drink just now. I mean, yeah, go and do it. I'm actually <laughs> just going to agree with Laurie, who used to be this podcast as uh, the Hearts TV commentator, because um, he pointed out that no Celtic are not entitled to five home games after this, but should it finish the way it is now, what Celtic are entitled to is 19 home games and 19 away games. So, what's more likely to happen is Celtic will have to go somewhere like the Spaghetti Head three times this season. Um, because they generally go for the lower place teams in the, the, the table. Uh, but aye, I, it's because of the way the, the split works that they guess who's going to finish in the top six and the bottom six. And inevitably, they guess wrong. I think they've got it right once in the 20 years over. Um, so everybody's had the, the home and away games they should have. Um, but as it is, Celtic will, by the time the spot comes round, Celtic will have been to Ibrox twice, Pataudry twice, Firth Park twice, Spaghetti Head twice, and Easter Road twice. So something has to give, so we're going to have to go to probably two of them 
on a, a third occasion, unless like Kamarnock come up out in the top six and that evens it out slightly. Um, but but the fourth point gap between Hibs and Kamarnock doesn't quite look like it, especially with Hibs form at the moment. Um, so, yeah, it's just back to the age old. Well, for 20 years of this split nonsense, it happens to be Celtic that might get screwed this season. How many other teams have been screwed over the last 20 years? Everybody team has probably got that claim at this point. And yet nobody has even come close to being able to say, let's change it, let's fix it, let's make it a more sensible league. Like, I mean, my preference would be two 16s and then regionalise the rest. Yep. That's the one just sort out the, the leagues. But see if you're intent on having a split, let's make it a 14-team league and we'll have play each other home and away and then split and then we'll have like a top six and a bottom eight. Yeah. Fair I think I think the closest we've come to talk sense, Chris. Just, just, I'm just football, which will which will come on to even more yeah. so. Uh, yeah, which it's we'll, like a, it's completely <laughs> rant at this point. You have to moan about this part because like we're not we're a, a Scottish football podcast. We're not a specific team podcast, so we rant about it every season because let's say there's always somebody gets stuffed with really, that stupid split. It's, Point. Even the fans get stuffed by a spot because see until about middle of April, you don't know what your weekends look like. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. can start the following week just about. Mm-hmm. How are you supposed to plan things? Yeah. Well, the, the only time that I recall we've come close to changing it was when um, it was when Rangers were down in the in the third division, and oh. the propose. I think the the propose at that point was. Um, yes, the three eights. But it was better than this. Hi. <laughs> No, I, I, I didn't I didn't like the idea of that at all. And um, do you know what was ironic about it? Six months earlier, Stuart Milne voted um, with Celtic to keep the ridiculous 11-1. Had he not done so, he'd have got his way because it was a 10-2 um, vote for this 8-8-8. But because two, t- because two teams voted against it, it didn't go through. And yeah, Stuart Milne um, egging his face for voting to keep the ridiculous 11-1. Thanks for that, Stuart, because you saved us from your own stupid decision. Yeah, aye, exactly. Aye, I can say I, I, I thought the three eights thing was ridiculous notion, even if it is fairer than this one. Because yeah. I can see, I can see how it might be beneficial because then the top eight all get to play off for the, the the championship, and then you've got the mix of the bottom four and the top division, and then the top four of the second division, and it's an interesting mix, but. Yes. How many times have we seen in the playoffs the difference between the team that's in the top flight and the team that's in the second tier? Yeah. I think the problem with it was it wasn't the, the top eight. They would have kept their points and just carried on as normal. And the bottom and the the third league of eight, that would have been pretty much um you know, similar appeal. It was the middle eight where it was like the bottom four um Premier League teams and the top four championship teams mm-hmm. where it would have been a case of the team bottom of the Premier League would start resting players um, you know, use up the suspensions as quickly as possible to get a, you know to get a free reign. Whereas the team who was yeah. who's finished ninth probably would have been trying to get in the top eight. Then all of a sudden, they could still get relegated. Yeah, because they were going to have to start from scratch. And I understand they obviously had to start from scratch because the bottom four for the top flight would have very little points. Four for the second tier would have had lots of points, and you would need to somehow balance that out. But Wait at least give some sort of value to the fact you finished twelfth, yeah. or you, you, the fact you finished ninth instead of twelfth. Mm-hmm. That would have made more sense. But no, I was like, just why can't we just have two leagues of sixteen? 
We'll play 30 games. We play too many games as it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sick to death of, oh, we've got another midweek fixture here. Oh, there's another midweek fixture. society. It always is, yes. I used to, be, I used to laugh at the SPL being called the, the self-preservation, self-preservation League. Now it's just the Self-Preservation Football League. It's just everywhere. I, I know even there, even below that as well. Uh, just something else I wanted to touch on. I tweet, we tweeted about it at the weekend. Hats off to Morton. Their game was called off against Ayr. And they donated the pre-match meals to a local homeless centre so that's good credit to them there good Great stuff from them yep, yep. so we've got more, more stories in football like that yes Positive the game is called off the weather's rubbish you don't have to come so all the stuff that we've made what we're going to do we're, oh let's give it to the homeless yep. yeah perfect that makes sense uh, well done but as uh, Dr Dre said we've got the next episode uh, the pyramid system and what's happening with it so Remember Dr. Day talking about Scottish football? Yep. Just, do you remember a song that's the episode? No, I forgot about it. Oh. There we go. So, yes. We got another statement, which our good friend Lewis would love. He loves a statement. Uh, um, I had a good bit of banter with him last week about statements, but uh, I won't repeat what was discussed because it ended up quite funny. Um, so. Yes. Following on from the statement on the 7th of February, contact was made about the formation of a potential waste of Scotland League at Tier 6. I'm not read the full statement, but after us thinking last week and talking about it, or the last couple of weeks thinking, oh no, surely there's not going to be anything in place for that season, even though we did all think, I probably there's going to be some kind of breakaway or whatever. The talk is now there's going to be a waste of Scotland League at the start of that season. So... Clubs have to um, express their interest in a league that they don't really know much about because <laughs> that, that's the way it stands. Uh, at the moment, you don't know how many teams will be in it, uh, how many teams will go into this West of Scotland League. Um, the only kind of comparison you can look at is the East of Scotland League when it broke away. So they've got like a kind of top league and then they've got kind of two kind of conference leagues, um, which probably is going to change again next year because there's going to be teams in the East. Juniors wanting to get into that and various things. There's talk even of some of the teams that are in the East Juniors wanting to play in the West of Scotland League. And then I'd spoken before about the fact before Clyde Bank were looking to play in the East of Scotland League at one point. That's not going to happen now because Clyde Bank can now see that they can get a West of Scotland League. So basically, I if they express an interest, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to join the league. But then they'll maybe get an idea what's actually happening. And then later on, by the 6th of March, applications have to be made to actually join the league so we're sitting just now at the 18th of February well talk about three weeks away so all this has to be wrapped up in three weeks in terms of what teams are going to be in this West of Scotland league I think they'll probably have a fair idea of who's going to be in or who wants to be in the league already yeah. they made all these statements um, so they'll have made all their uh, ideas and well, who wants to play they'll know yeah, um, the question is whether they can get everything in place um, between March, because until they have the final numbers, they can't really set anything else up. Aye. They will get numbers for a league. What I wonder is if they're going to get numbers for more than one league. Yes, I don't know whether it'll be to the extent of how the East, uh, what the East is like. At the moment, the, the talk is that roughly... Uh, before last, there's about 20 clubs that have come out and made some kind of statement. A lot of kind of clubs have been keeping cards close to the chest 
plus as well, you've had a fair amount of teams that have been wanting to stay loyal to the juniors, so maybe not wanting to rock the apple cart in case maybe it doesn't happen. However, even clubs that are maybe kind of wanting to stay loyal to the juniors have also said, well, we need to express interest, they can actually find out what's happening. So there's that position. Uh, there'll then be the position as well if you've got clubs that are lower down in the pecking order so for example the teams just now in the the second division of the West region mm. could they then go straight into the the top West of Scotland League how it would work it should be based on obviously a league position but I don't know uh, but at least now we've got a better idea maybe what's happening so three weeks time we should know what clubs have applied to join the West of Scotland League but East of Scotland League has 63 teams Yeah, at the moment. That's uh, another option, is they might start, uh, depending on the numbers that go to the West of Scotland League, they might restructure the East as well. Yes. but So I wouldn't be surprised if some of the teams in the East end up in the West. Yes, well, I think Fault House, they're kind of on the border, of mm-hmm. whether they want East or West, and some talk that maybe they would like to join the West. However... The West is obviously the garden that's kind of stronger, so if Falkdowns maybe wanted to progress, would they be better off staying in the East? Plus as well, travel and stuff like that. There'll be a lot more travel. But I think I've seen it mentioned on Twitter, and John Connolly's been quite open about it. He does tend to kind of like signing players from the West region. He knows that region yeah. better. Um, and uh, Aaron, when he was on there in the season, touched on that as well. The fact that a lot of, kind of players that have gone there... Um, the best. He mentioned though as well, John Connolly, that at the start of the season they found it difficult to attract players because they were playing obviously in a weaker junior league because so many teams had gone to the East of Scotland League. So, I don't know. It's interesting probably if you're not involved in junior football looking in from the outside because a lot of teams, a lot of folk maybe think, oh, it's great. Um, there should be more chance to progress, but. There should be a chance to progress if you want to progress. The club shouldn't be, as I said before, be forced into it. Um, and you'd share that article about the juniors. and It's very much as I've said before, and the guys that have come on as guests have said, it's a community feel. Mm-hmm. And you, you maybe some of the senior clubs, I think maybe like some other Welsh and Midden and all that, they, they try and get that kind of community feel going to it, but it's not, not quite the same, I don't think. Um, the juniors, it's, it's local people that are running the game, volunt- a lot depend on volunteers, I mean there's not many paid folk apart from the players, even the players, a lot of players are maybe playing for the expense, different things like that, playing for the love of the game, so <sighs> it, it potentially does look like the junior association will maybe disintegrate, which is pretty sad after a hundred odd years, if that yeah. happens. Because yeah, there's already been amateur teams struggling, you think, I think there'll be a lot of junior clubs that will need to just fold in. Mm-hmm. You hope not, um, and we've gone back if we talk about previously even the senior leagues uh, Scotland's not big enough I even think to sustain the amount of teams that it has in the seniors No, there's, there's too many as it is I mean we've been saying that for years and see if they're going to um, do this uh, West of Scotland League it needs to be better thought through it can't be a case of we'll start things in February have it rolled in by March it doesn't work like that you've got to um, have things thought out properly but this yeah, is Scottish football yeah. in a nutshell the, the initial meeting certainly back a while ago, I think they maybe tried to kind of have a rough guide in who they maybe thought was going to be in it because the, the guy that does the fixtures just now, I think, was asked to produce a set of fixtures if there's a West of Scotland League. Mm-hmm. 
So, as Chris said, they must have a rough idea of who yeah. wants to be in it. Um, I'm, just, I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page of the East of Scotland League. You know, the, the furthest west of the teams that are in the East are the likes of Dunny Pace and Camelon Juniors and still in uni reserves. Yeah, central. Yeah. So there's nothing to stop being switching, really. Aye, there's another thing I wonder, because at the moment, the team that goes into the Lower League has to win a playoff between the East of Scotland League and the South of Scotland League. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a triple way to see who gets in the Lower League. East, West, Possibly. South. Yeah. I'd imagine so. And then unless, you, unless you do, like... Again, there's preservation in terms of there's only one place available. Really, there needs to be a bit. If they're wanting teams yeah. to progress, there needs to be, and this is something we spoke about before. There needs to know about this whole right second chances for teams to stay up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Three up, three down. Especially going into a, what maybe 16-team league or whatever. Yeah. And you've also got a situation whereby when teams get relegated to the lower league, they can obviously all get into really one league, which generally means that the lower league ends up lopsided by the teams sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, but that happens. Right. Pyramids, that's the thing. I mean, you just kind of manage that, and you can fix it geographically if you need to rebalance it. Mm-hmm. And then there's a situation as well with teams wanting to maybe be in the I don't know the Highlands. Like what happens there when teams in the north? Oh, well, it's all it, the boundary. It's all the boundary. Come down to boundaries and different things like that. Mm-hmm. In terms of who you can play with and different things like that. Yeah, because it was a rule. <laughs> was it was it when throws if they get relegated um, a few seasons ago then they would have went they were they were pretty much on the border of whether they went to the Highland League or the Lowland League. Aye. Aye, there's, there's all sorts of rules that kind of govern where these teams go. So yeah, definitely. Um, right, join your plans, Scoppard. Who's playing? Well, <laughs> the plan of not talking about tonight's games until they were finished. I but you can do that now because I think Cardi not finished. Falkirk well, Nice face finished. Falkirk one two now. But the mother yeah. will sit mother were four one down at half time. It's yeah. finished four four. No way, I, I wasn't even I, I wasn't even checking it. I thought well I've been told I've been told by good John Manolai to check the scores. Um, I did glimpse the Falkirk score, mind you. But the actual, I thought the same game was by, so I never really bothered. I didn't I say had... don't check the score, it says don't mention the game. I know you are not. So when we started, I said it was 4 1, I thought oh, that's fine. Um, I know it was going to pretty much happen with that. No, I don't, apparently, because when I looked a couple of minutes ago, I'm like, oh, why? I'll be honest that even at 4 1 half time, I thought I wouldn't put Rolot Pass Mullow going back to 4 4. Remember um, the 6 2, uh, sorry, the 6 6 game with Hibs? They were 6 2 down with half an hour to play. They also involved that 6 5 game with us. Um, ah, my best man at my wedding says they love high scoring draws. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that means we're not we're, we're staying for extra time in penalties. Yeah. Well, I think my, my favourite bit of the, the BBC coverage of this is some, I don't know who Jordan Elgott is, um, but yeah, Binkowski guy. Um, Stephen Bankowski. This guy Jordan was asking, "What do I watch? Dortmund or PSG, or do I watch Atletico Madrid and Liverpool?" And his reply was, "Well, what's the matter?" And then he's tweeted later on and went, "Oh, it's four each. Fair play, spot on." <laughs> I don't know what's happening in the European games. Um, I suspect not a lot. I doubt it's a four each. Well, I hope the replay tomorrow is not similar. Oh yes, of course, because yeah. Uh, 
the Aberdeen Kamarnock game. Actually, it's Kamarnock Aberdeen, doesn't it? Yes, it's Kamarnock well, Aberdeen. Well, be there before Ward extra time in penalties. I mean, the last... The, the last two rounds of fixtures have had a screamer against Kilmarnock at Rugby Park, so maybe you'll get that tomorrow. Lightning strike three times. Aye, Aye. only if we win. You know, if we score, if it's like the Rangers game, we score a screamer and we get beat. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Bit like that Rory Fallon goal against the uh, Hibs. Means oh nothing. yes. <sighs> Still half. Yep. So I, um, as you said, it was 4-1 at half-time. Uh, Obika had opened the scoring. That was pegged back uh, by Polworth. But then Obika scored again. Hartley had an OG. And Foley made it 4-1 just before half-time. But in the meantime, uh, Tony Watts scored just before the hour mark. Arns made it 4-3 on 73 minutes. And a minute later, Campbell scored. Yeah. Great. <laughs> You've got um, a thing now, whether we all win in terms of momentum and all that. Minimum, you would think so, but... players must be absolutely deflated. Aye, but... So but Manoff's only used two subs. That, that's true, right? In fact, three, because you that. get another one in extra time, the Cups. Three, do. Right. Another way to look at it is, someone having lost those two quick goals to make it 4-3 and then 4-4. I've not lost any more after that. Because mm-hmm. um, Mullable's best chance might have been to win that game with that extra sort of 60 minutes between the four, the equaliser and full time um, so they might be a lot of, that's usually the best time to get momentum so they might have the missing one might still have a chance but it's just it's difficult because because it's Champions League football and tonight nobody could pick up the replay on tonight. and then we have a four each yeah I know and extra football because we're just extra time now right. well if you've got money if you're a big league and you've got a bit of money, you just pay. Ah, uh, you just pay the fine. But no Scottish football, we don't have any money. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I obviously the other meeting as well was postponed the weekend. Yeah. Aye, that's what confused me. It was, that, was, that was the league game it was meant to be at the weekend, wasn't it? Aye. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, and that, I think that's been quickly rearranged. Um, Not for the Sunday, obviously, like it was in the Rangers game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then the fact so I mean, well, the TV slots have been picked for the various games. Obviously, all four are getting shown. Yeah, I, I'm sure you can guess who picked the Celtic Rangers games. Aye. <laughs> yeah. Incidentally, the Muddle St. Murn game, uh, league game, is now Tuesday, twelfth of February, which will mean they'll play each other um, three times in the month of February, as what happens in Scottish football. The twentieth of February. Twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. So you get a season ticket just for Motherwell St. Murn games. Aye. In the month of February. Incidentally, other fixtures that were rearranged. Air versus Mons the twenty fifth of February as well, and Breaking versus Annans the fourth of March. We should cover the other games as well. Hi. Uh, this weekend we've got a Junior Cup quarterfinals as well. So Talbot host Talford. Beef host Kelo. Rovers, uh, Double Juniors host Brody Athletic. That's one game whereby there's a, a team outside the West Region, uh, and then Nielsen Juniors host Pollock. So, mm-hmm. quarter past two kickoffs for all these games. Uh, and uh, on Friday night we've got a choice of two games. We've got Sutton versus Hearts, and we've got Dun United versus Inverness. Uh, and then Saturday we have Aberdeen North County, Hamilton versus Motherwell. Make sure you want extra derby there. 
have Jesse's Livingston, um, and then in the lower leagues are both for hosting Air United at Cape Town the game. Um, Thistle will try and do some magic against the Fermanagh at home. Uh, Alwa are away to Morton. Queen of South host Dundee. Uh, and uh, in the League One, Falkirk host Montrose. Peterhead host Airdrie. Rachel Foss host Clyde. Uh, our games are done back and forth for uh, East Fife and Stranraer. And in League Two at the top, Cove Rangers, Queen's Park might be interesting. Uh, whereas Edinburgh City versus Brecon, you would fancy as a home win. Elgin versus Cowden Beath might be interesting in the playoffs. Uh, Sterling Albion, Stennis Muir, and Anna Athletic Albion Rovers. And then, of course, we have two games on Sunday St Johnson host Rangers, followed by Celtic hosting Kilmarnock. That's because Celtic and Rangers are back in European action this week. Yes. We almost yeah. well, I was going to say we almost forgot what we did say for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We've got the European games. Uh, so yeah. So Celtic start off um, away to Copenhagen because Celtic won our group. Um, so we get the, the home leg second. Like, you've not played them for a while, have you? Copenhagen, we played them <laughs> in, what, 2007? Um, 2006, 2007 season, yeah. I was there, Yuri Yarisic got our goal and we lost 3-1. Um, I think the other the home game was a 1-0 win for us or them. Mm-hmm. Aye, you didn't put them before now. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I can resist putting that in. But, uh, it's, uh, it's not no, a bad draw for Celtic. Um, and... Aye, they hope they can watch it at the weekend. Um, they're just, they are just back from their winter break. Um, so we're hoping we're going to catch them cold. Yeah. Incidentally, I've asked um, a, a message Rory Hamilton because he'll likely be commentating the game um, to say if you're in Copenhagen, let us know what the best food at the football there is and what the best beer is. So if he tells us, we'll let, let the listeners know next week. The hot dogs? That, that, mm-hmm. I, uh, is it parking? They call it Copenhagen Stadium? Yeah. That is the best place I've ever had a hot dog. Is it a hot uh, dog? Aye. Aye. Uh, Dortmund, I had a good. Uh, Cracola at uh, Dortmund, which was basically spicy when I first. Bloody good. I'd had a few beers as well. Still so it from Paul? I might have even had more than one. <laughs> but it was bloody damn good. Proper hot dog stall and all. Oh, yeah, it was good. Oh, this is something you get a visa. <laughs> ah, is that what they do? The Cracola. I don't know, that's what it sounds like you're saying. Oh, right, no, a cracker, it's called. <laughs> aye. Uh, that sounds like something else, though, doesn't it? The way I said that there. But, uh, aye. Beer. Well, you've got problems, but I remember back in the day when I was young drinking, I don't know if you guys remember this, you used to get a big can, it was like a, what size was it? Must have been, I would say, bigger than a 500ml. And it was called Fats, F A X E. No. Either you remember it? Nope. No. I bet somebody used to get it because it was a, it was a weirdly shaped can, plus it was big. Pretty decent. But I would think a Carlsberg not one of the sponsors for Europe uh, football, maybe. I think so. Maybe, 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 sure. maybe at one point. They were in the late 90s and stuff, but I don't know what the situation is now. Yeah. Uh, and Rangers are obviously playing Braga. Um, and yeah, they're in good form. They're at Ibrox. I don't want to go and they've been in right good form. Is it seven wins in the last eight games? They won their first game at the Stadio de Luz for yeah. about 50 years or something. It's the start. 63 years, I can't remember. It's 63 years, I can't remember. They're 
in great form. Um, so, mm-hmm. and the Rangers obviously have struggled since uh, the winter break. But you never know. Rangers, Rangers have been great, exactly, especially at home. Um, so I think this might just be the game that might get Rangers going again. Um, and obviously, hope Celtic and Rangers can get good results. Yeah, the coefficient, the the last round of games, um, kind of made us swap up again. So that fifteenth place, I think, is the one we're aiming for. Um, we kind of fell away from that after the the results in the 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 match day six and the, the group stages. So we could do be picking up, and I'm pretty sure Denmark is one of the countries that we're aiming to knock it away. So getting pumped, Celtic, <laughs> for, for many reasons, including the coefficient. Yeah. Other news this week, Scottish football was Scotland women's squad got announced for was at the Pinatar Cup. Yeah, it's a, a warm up tournament um, to help prepare them for the upcoming European Championship qualifiers. Um, so yeah, good luck to Shelley Kirsty. I think she named a few uncapped players in her squad as well. I two uncapped players. I I've seen her saying that um, Cam will be not injured or loss as well. Mm-hmm. I think he was come up. I was injured, so uh, it could be. Oh, aye, just foot surgery last week. Uh, yes, Fiona Brown, Lara Clay, also injured. I think there was a wee bit in the news as well about there's a, a restructure in the Women's League next year. The the Scottish League. Aye, maybe. Yeah. Aye, I'd seen um, Celtic were doing a kind of launch today because this is the first season the. Professional um, football for the women's league, the Celtic team in the women's league, um, and we're doing a launch at Celtic Park today just to kind of commemorate that. And obviously the first games this weekend, so uh, I think they got off to a draw Celtic, so um, in the, the cup competitions. But I, they've obviously Celtic. Have, I think it's, I, I don't think they're fully professional. I think there's like a, a core of the squad have been signed the professional contracts, and then there's like non-professionals around that. I'm not entirely sure how it's working. Yeah, I, I, there was there was news that Celtic had signed somebody for um, Atletico Madrid on loan. Yeah, it's in that. Yeah. I need to mark. Why not the most exciting young players in Europe, supposedly? 19-year-old. So, Spain winning under-19 European Championship could make her debut in Friday's league open up with Glasgow City. That's about yeah, uh, opener. Because, <laughs> um, obviously, Celtic beat Glasgow City in the last league game of last season, which was the first time they'd lost in like, two and a half years. Uh, so, I uh, didn't have to start against Glasgow City as a tough opener for Celtic. <laughs> Can't they make it 14 of the rows? I'll just talk about what's happening in the men's team and the record has been eclipsed by four already in the women's league yeah I think again we kind of touched on this maybe towards the end of last season it's whether Glasgow City can sustain it because they're obviously a standalone club Aye. whereas Celtic and Rangers are going to just get money pumped at them with the yeah the men's associated team mm-hmm. um, so let's see what happens uh, you, you, I have a feeling this is going to end up going very similar to what happened in the the men's football like a hundred years ago because obviously like Queen's Park have just gone professional now 
Yeah. Um, whereas end of the 19th century, going into the 20th century, everybody was amateur and it was just the likes of Celtic and Rangers going professional that that kind of catapulted them into being the two big teams as opposed to Queen's Park. Mm-hmm. That's why it's uh, to, to this day, Queen's Park are one of three teams that have won the Scottish Cup in double figures because they won it 10 times. I suppose it would maybe depend as well on season. I don't know how, if Glasgow City managed to retain most of our squad from last year. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously that squad won the league last season. So. Do we play in Europe as well? You would think you'd want to stay there. I was just going to say, I'm sorry that I'm going to um, kind of end this in a bit of a sound up, but. Um, Obviously, we're charity and it's important to talk about the mental health stuff. Now, obviously, we had the high pro, um, celebrity profile death of Caroline Flack in her own life at the weekend, but another tweet I noticed over the weekend was a, a young Rangers fan who was 18 um, took his own life there. It was a Sunday morning by the name of Chris Vermeen, and it's just sad that someone at that age feels there's no way out. And just to re emphasise the need for everyone to, to speak out. Um, so that was an awful thing to read, but um, the whole the whole um, just to go into a little bit of rant as well about the whole Caroline Flack situation. It's obviously a shame what's happened to her. The amount of people that have obviously been starting uh, that have been talking about having a go at the media, etc., and raising mental health. Well, that's fair enough. Um, having a go um, by raising the media's um, part to play in our, our sad demise, but there's far too much trolling. Going about those people are just as couple. We're living in an era where someone decided to set up a, an account as Chris Sutton's dead dog just to troll him, and someone actually went on Amy Irons. Um, she told this story yesterday that someone went on her Instagram and said um, and made a comment about her boy, her boyfriend taking his own life a year ago. <sighs> These people need to grow up, and it's just sad that I think when. When people are, are saying things like that, they don't realise uh, that they're hurting people's feelings and it's easy to say just ignore it, but when you've been in that situation, it's not easy. Yeah, I think in that position, the social media sites don't need to take more responsibility for inappropriate comments as well. I think they maybe get swept under the carpet by, by them. Yeah. It's more so whether it gets reported to the authorities. Yeah, but the people the people that are um, reacting to, to the trolls are actually um, worse because what they're doing is they're giving the trolls exactly what they want. The, the two, the two best things you can do is either, um, you know, block them, you know, um, block them, and certainly report them. Um, but not enough of that's happening. They're just wanting to jump in and lay into the people. But you're actually giving those people what they want. Don't give them attention. Find ways of getting rid of them from online for spouting the crap they do. But yeah. Unfortunately, I had enough nonsense at school that I learned to just ignore these people. Yeah. Aye. I know. Not always, but, I do have a, have a tendency to shoot off my own mouth at times. No, I don't believe that. <laughs> and, bring, and bring it back to Chad again, yeah. Um, obviously. So you go first, John. On you go. Phil coming back on, aren't he? Hopefully, yeah. Um, fingers crossed he'll be on a Monday. And uh, one of the raffle prizes um, that Aberdeen are kindly donating is a 2001 2000 to shirt that um, with Phil's name that he's um, agreed to sign, and they're also donating a, a signed shirt from the current squad. So, 
that will go towards our raffle prizes um, which people can buy on the day um, a pound a strip so hopefully lots of people if you're coming along to the game um, pay a five to get in and then buy a few raffle tickets as well it's all going to good we should add that's a pound for a strip of raffle tickets. None of yes. us are stripping. <laughs> no, uh, no, they'll be paying a pound for us to keep our clothes on. <laughs> Better pay more than that. More than a pound. How's injury coming along? <laughs> it's um, s- slow, slow process. Uh, I'm on well, the deep heat now. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I haven't been able to get a game of football in months now. <laughs> Chris, you should be hoping that I'm playing. You, this is bad news for you, me being injured. <laughs> we can each other out here. I'm Aye. no fat. You're no fat. It's fine. Aye. Nah, it'll all be good in the day. Five weeks. Five weeks since Sunday. Oh, no, that I'm counting or nothing, but yeah. It's that, it's that quick, guys. Nah, I won't forward to it. It's lucky yeah. I don't plan any nights away there by that. You know what? Right? <laughs> getting much better on that. Yeah. Come away to find this over. It's still four each and it's half time and extra time now, so I think we're going to have to leave everybody in a cliffhanger. <laughs> obviously, but I think you listen to this, you'll know the result. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. Not at the time of ending. Timey, wimey, wibbly, wobbly. <laughs> Is that, that's just a bad um, podcast title, Chris. The time we wind me. It's just a Doctor Who reference, to be honest. <laughs> uh, we've done well to fit in everything in the amount of time. That's why. Yeah. Aye. Consider there was like a midweek fixture. Say, fixtures mid and then the weekend. The like Challenge Cup, the Pyramid, the Junior Cup preview, Scotland Women's, mm-hmm. the back on sides stuff loads so aye. Yeah. done well because yeah. I have we'll seen have... the podcast this week that we're up to two hours long mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, we've done well guys yeah, I think we've got other guests lined up as well in the near future but we'll keep them under our hearts just now yes mm-hmm. aye. Like that. so I think that's it up yeah anyway. alright All right. cheers Cheers guys. Cool.